0: Okay, so my wife tells the story better than I do. But like she came from California and she moved to Kansas in Wichita, where she started going to the South Church at um, Waka, which was Waja, the school. And I remember that, you know, it was always the difference. It's funny how there's separation everywhere you go. Because, you know, there's racism even within cultures of their own. Um, You know, the light skin versus the dark skin Hispanics or Mexicans versus the Guatemalans or whatever, whoever. And you know, my wife is a dark skinned young lady, and these other ones were like, you know, the fair skin, green eyed um, crew that were there, and you know, they were all friends, but there were just these times and these moments when they would kind of get on to each other, and I remember my wife was um, she was just kind of, you know, on her journey, and she was just learning how to sing, and they used to make fun of her, stuff like that, and then she liked one of the guys, and I'm not gonna, you might know him, actually, so I'm not gonna say the name, but, uh, he, uh, they led her on, and you know, they would have conversations with her and say, so you like him? And she was like, yeah, and well, he says he likes you back, and and they, they kind of, like, strung her along for a long time, and it all came to a head when she went up front to sing, and this person who was everything, I mean, kind of just, like, I guess, like, dogged her in front of everybody, not only in her singing, but also like just completely clowned her and it was like a valentine thing so embarrassed her saying no i i don't like you i never would and um he kind of just moved on from that but you know that made an impression for her forever and her approach could have gone one of two directions because usually you know we don't like rejection and when rejection happens, then sometimes we rebound hard and just, you know, like, just cover up the pain and go for alternatives. And, and um, but she, she was kind of at this place where, where you're at, where you have this choice. And I remember she just kind of got her focus on with God. And during that, that period, things were happening in her life that... Kind of strengthened those things that she began, and that was about the time that Mariah Carey came out, and uh, who else was Celine Dion and Whitney Houston, and and she was like practicing her music game and practicing and getting stronger and stronger. And time passed; she kind of forgot about him, and then it ended up being a deal where um, she ended up like going up there to sing and like rocking it, like. Like, super awesome. And they couldn't believe it. And it was like this chain of events that happened because that's when I moved from, which we'll call it, from um, uh, Oklahoma. And, you know, I was a weirdo, you know, long fingernails, you know, um, whatever, green eyes, whatever. Um, just, you know, this guy. And of course, at that time, they were talking about it like "Ooh, who's this guy we found out he's jamaican whatever um not a brag this is just what was being spoken of and you know all she didn't bother but she didn't bother to try to you know look my direction but i, I mean she was the first one i mean there were others there are other girls there and i was like yeah no there's you know there's a couple of the The fair skinned, colored eyed gals that were part of that crew that I saw and I was like, you know, okay, they're they're cute. But man, when I saw this one, you know, dark skin, um had that uh that appeal, you know, that Coca-Cola bottle shape. And I was just like, Man, that's that's life. And I was like, I I gotta have that. And and I mean I pursued her like nobody's business and she didn't understand it. She didn't understand why I would go after her like I mean what about you know the the classic choice you know the 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 obvious beauty the the whatever you know like and who's to even give that you know who's who can even call what is the obvious beauty you know the culture that I was raised in as a Jamaican and the background I come from like that's spot on what I that's what the doctor ordered like that's that's what I wanted that's what I desired that's what I needed in my life, and so um, I pursued her like nobody else's business, and and it's funny because um, we got together, we got married, and throughout this journey, she was working through her feelings with us because this person was still in my life, uh, or her life, really. This person was actually my boss at a job, and he was, like, kind of, like, cruel to me, and but, like, the tables, like, turned because then somehow I ended up getting, like, a lead role at the job. And after a while, he and I became friends. And after that, he ended up having certain issues going on with him. Because sometimes we, we judge a book by its cover. And the issues that he was having were very, very deep-rooted issues that, you know, how people who, they have issues but they, they project and hurt others... And so he had certain insecurities, and he was confiding in me, and then eventually it came to a place where, and I I didn't lord this over him, like, yeah, no, look at you. It was just like, naturally, it just happened, and the Spirit of God led it this way because it was for a positive outcome, because um, as he was sharing these things with me, he would say these things, he's like, man, I see you and Denise, and I see how happy you guys are, and I just man, I, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that. I wish that um, I could experience that because he he saw that value. He saw, you know, we say things when we're younger, when we're kids, when we're teenagers, whatever. But in a way, it was kind of like a weird closure because now it was like the table's turn, but not in that weird way. Like, oh, look at this table's turn. Take that. You know, like that's nothing like that. But but it's amazing how you think that's like, that's the best. That's what you got going on. That's the way it's going to be. But we got to trust that God can can do better. We cannot limit God. There's a million ways that he can come through tonight for you. Just, just with what you're feeling tonight. A million ways he can do this for you. And I need you to know that. I need you to know that just to make it through tonight. You just need to make it through tonight. Worry about the pain tomorrow and the next day. God's gonna take care of that, but you don't want to let go of that focus that you're talking about with um, with God. And um, I had another story, but what I'm like, I'm at eight minutes now with this podcast. But um, the other thing is like when I was a child, you know, I you know I told you some of my broken childhood during the sermons, but like I remember we lived in a. Uh, my mom and dad were separating my stepdad and we ended up having to go to like one of those foster care homes, a temporary kind of a department. And I remember, you know, I bore so much stress at home with the arguing, the fighting and the hitting and the cursing and the the abuse. And, and when I got there, it was like so awesome because all these kids were there and they were th- without parents and there was foosball and we used to play foosball with those one, you know, those balls that are in... Um, you know those deodorant roll-on, deodorant ball things? You could pop the ball out. We'd play foosball. It was winter. I remember they used to play snowball fights. And I remember I, I, uh, it was just we'd play pool and we'd go to school there because they had like a little educational system there. And the food was great. And we'd go to bed and we'd talk to each other, to our friends through the, through the sockets in the wall because for some reason you can hear through those. And I remember that. I was so happy. I even met a girl. Her name was Monica. I remember kissing her on the elevator, and I remember I, this was the happiest I could ever be. I was positive of it. There's, there could be nothing greater than this. And then I heard my mom was coming back to pick us up, and I remember I was so disgusted by that. I was so hurt. I was so angry. I went in the bathroom and locked the door, and I said, God, why would you do this to me? Why would you allow this to happen? Why? How? Why would you want to take away what's good for me? What? What makes me happy? And I remember being so angry with him. And it's okay to be angry with God, because sometimes it just doesn't seem like he's he's listening out there. But man, let me tell you, I I look at that guy now, and I'm like, bro, like if you only knew, which he does know, because I'm talking right now. But my life, I mean, I'm sure it's had its ups and downs and tough times, but. Um, i think there's a verse that says um eye has not seen and ear has not heard what god has in store for his kids that's the fred revised version but but like that's just an example to me of how we trust what we see and what we see feels great to us and makes sense but let me tell you man god has something in store for you and you've got to believe that you've got to believe that you've got to trust that you've got to remember where you know he's intervened for you in the past You've got to remember that and cling to that. Hang on to that. And 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 go to God before you go to the ice cream. You know, go to God first and, and turn turn it over to Him. You don't want any other gods before Him. And just say, Lord, I can't do this. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm embarrassed. I'm I feel dumb. Lord, I give these things to you and wrestle with Him and then go get that ice cream. Hopefully it's Rocky Road. Um, but JK um, praying for you sis I'll have another podcast for you later Um, but let's be in contact about this as you work through this because this is not easy but there's hope and my prayer right now over this podcast is that you catch a glimpse of that I've already prayed Holy Spirit's on its way but you have to receive it you got to say yes he's standing at the door and once you say yes receive this blessing and uh, let's be in touch over the next few days as we pray and work through this stuff and see what God has to say about this. He's a real-time God. And so when you ask the question, what should I do? Well, the answer is usually, wait, wait, wait on the Lord. And that's a song. I, can, I could probably send it to you. Learn your lessons well. In his timing, he will tell you what to say, where to go, what to do. So um, take care, sis. I'll talk to you later and uh, i'll probably send that song so um over and out.